You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, me and Pat are going to discuss what could happen if the Chicago Bulls do get off to a slow start. We're also going to talk about P. Will wanting how much again in a potential contract extension. And Billy Donovan once again talks about small ball lineups. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central podcast and YouTube pages. Uh, with that being said, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Pat, uh, so we had some rumors come out over the weekend. Uh, this one came from uh, Brian Windhorse uh, in regards to that if the Bulls do get off to a slow start, that DeMar DeRozan could be placed on the trade market. Um, we also got say, basically the same thing said about Zach Levine that the Bulls could look to revisit some of those, you know, trade conversations on Zach Levine if the team does get off to a slow start. I'm going to pitch this one to you. When you think of a slow start that could trigger the front office to make moves that are big moves to move on from either or both players. I don't know if the rumor they'll move from both or just one of them, but uh, how, how slow do you think that start would have to be? What do you think the record would have to be for the Bulls to say, Hey, it's time to go ahead and, and make it. No, at that point, I think it would be considered a full blow up, especially if you're moving Zach Levine. What do, what do you think, Pat? Yeah, I think uh, you, you, you're talking about starting off with a 200 win percentage through the first 25 games. You know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah. you're talking about a horrible start to this season. I think even if you're middling right, uh, there's some changes that are coming here, and AK absolutely is going to allow that change to uh, develop. Kobe White being in the starting lineup is the biggest change that it seems like is going to be uh, for this team. Now, we've seen Kobe play with these guys. He has continuity with them. But being in that starting lineup, having to defend the number one point guard on the other side, I think they'll give a little bit of leeway to start things off. <clears throat> excuse me and uh, egg sandwich and uh <laughs> I, I think the the for me um you would have to start off pitiful like it would have to look mm. like oh nope they, this is getting to the point where these guys are going to hate each other if we keep it going much longer um because ak is big on the continuity aspect of things they, i i understand like i love all of these reports right but it's just stuff for us to talk about because AK is not the type of guy to move on from veteran presence in the room. Now I am going to offer a counterpoint just for the nature of the con. Cause I agree with you. We've talked about it. AK is a continuity guy, but it's very different being betting on continuity when you have an ownership group that, that is willing to pay the luxury tax. And the reason why I'm presenting this part of it is that what do you think that the avoidance of the luxury tax from ownership may force AK to do something that he doesn't typically do. And by that, I mean, like, at some point, that it's easy, like on the on the Denver Nuggets, he was able to keep improving and adding to that team because the ownership group didn't mind going into the luxury tax. Yeah. With the Chicago Bulls, you can only keep adding to this core so much. We're Right now, we're only $1.7 million below the luxury tax. So it's like, as you have to start extending P. Will, as you have to start extending DeMar DeRozan and things like that, 
and you still have your first overall pick coming in this year, which is going to still get you another three to four million dollars, depending on wherever that sits. Like, do you think that that may change that for AK? Because he hasn't had to deal with an ownership group like the Reinsdorfs before. I think that it could be something that at the end of the season we're talking about, but in the middle of the season, I don't think that it was something that would be something that would affect him. Right? They're not going to pay P. Will in the middle of the season, right? Like, and we'll True, talk about, but, you know, the but P. Will you money. you may want to take advantage of using DeMar's contract because at that point it goes. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're in the same situation either way, right? Like, DeMar's contract isn't going to get extended one way or the other um, True, but during you, the season. So you're heading towards the end of the season with his contract either way. Yeah, but if you can get something back for it, even if you right. plan on not, not walking away for nothing, do you then listen to all? Because if you can, let's say they do get a, a young player that, of course, isn't as good as DeMar, but it, it can add to that core, and you're now taking advantage of probably maybe even sending out more money than you're bringing back in. You get a young player maybe that you believe in. Some, some, I'm, t- I'm just throwing out scenarios yeah, now at this point. No, I, I agree I, with you. I, and it's, it's difficult to have a back-and-forth conversation when we're on 100% agreed because I yeah, agree yeah. with everything you're saying. You, you, you don't want to lose them for nothing is the yeah. biggest thing, right? Like, if you are going to let DeMar go, but I think that it would have, like I said, it would have to be a pitiful start because the AK, like, I, I get it. We're in the era of basketball where you don't extend 34, four-year-old, y'all know I don't know ages, 34-year-old um, shooting guards slash small forwards mm. who aren't the top five in the NBA, right? Yeah. That's not the GM we have, though. So it's realistically true. speaking, I expect DeMar to be here long-term. There may be question marks on P. Will. I think the money number that they're talking there is a little bit interesting Which we'll to me. we'll get into, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think that everyone will have to stay. I think that some people might be moved at the deadline. I think that you could see somebody like Io DeSumo moved at the deadline, who's a young player, has mm. a lot of hype, has a lot of upside, looks like he's kind of uh, being a much more aggressive version of the, the player that we saw last season. Somebody might look at that. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, you know, an Andre Drummond or, or a, a bunch of different names on the bench be moved. Um, but I just I don't think that AK wants to move on from the continuity that this core has right now, because if you do that, then, yes, you get pieces back for DeMar. DeMar is going to bring you back the most. But now you're basically saying we're tying ourselves to these young guys who let's be real. It also depends on how they're playing. If DeMar, if we're middling, but P. Will is cooking then yeah, maybe DeMar is moved. Yeah, but if we're middling and it's kind of the same thing, or I, I mean, the, the the flip side of this is we're winning, and then what do you do? Because then that mm-hmm. now you're back in that same contract situation, right? Now you're yeah. in the situation with the contract where we're winning, but I I may not extend Demar Derozan before the season's over. But I'm you not know, one of the things it. that that well, and with Demar, I mean, if you that that's the thing, if the Bulls are at the point where they are willing to extend Demar, and they think, hey, no matter what, we're going to extend them. It makes more sense for them to wait till then because they have until just like with Vooch to the day before free agency opens, before they really have to, you know, worry about him hitting the hitting the market. Yeah. Um, the, one of the more interesting situations and scenarios that can happen though is let's say Demar and P. Will are both cooking but we're still somehow below 500. And it's like, okay, what do you do then? Because it's like, it's easy to say one of them are cooking and the other one isn't, yeah. and, we're, and we're winning because of it. But if, we're, if, if they're both cooking and we just aren't winning, then it's like, what? I, I, I don't envy the situation AK is in at all. I just don't. So. I, I, I don't know if you can have a scenario where they're both cooking and nobody's Bro, this is Chicago. Yeah. Anything is possible. Yeah. We lost yeah. 103 games this season, bro. Anything is possible. We've lost. We lost a lot of games. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is. Uh, it is a Reinsdorf owned team as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, just, I just for me, I just 
I look at the DeMar situation. I look at Zach and even kind of where, where AK is. And I just, I look at it as I know who my GM is. He's here's the part that Bulls fans aren't uh, probably ready to digest. Mm -hmm. AK will go through a season where the Bulls win 32 games and he won't make drastic changes. Oh, that will for happen. sure. And that is the part where I can't wait to like that. Because it's much like the, the first season the Bulls came together where everybody was so sure the Bulls are going to move Kobe White. He's the one that doesn't fit on this team anymore. Now look at us. We're, we are three years removed from that, and he has a nice, shiny new contract. And guess what? He's now our starting point guard, right? Yep. So our last season, everybody thought, hey, the Bulls are going to make this move. They're going to do this. Listen, there is an absolute world in which things stay the exact same that they were last year. And we still don't make any trade deadline moves. And then it's going to, then the Bulls fans are going to absolutely be ready to ride. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the part for me that I look at with, here's the one part with, that I do like with what both of our teams are doing right now. We get Bulls basketball back on a week where the Bears get a win. Chicago, we couldn't have asked for something better right now, right? Even though everybody's ready to trade just the fields all of a sudden. Shut up. But uh, <laughs> like, the Bulls are looking for long-term success. Very similar to what the Bears are looking for. Long-term success means that you're going to go through some years where success isn't 50 wins. You're going to go through some years where the success that you had in a season is based on we had the development of a young player. You're going to go through some years where the success of a season is we found the right scheme that fits this team perfectly to a T. And you know what happens when you go through those years? You have years where you don't win as much. You have your 40-win season like we had last season. Now, what did we figure out last season? Maybe Kobe White could be a starting point guard for us. That kind of all happened at the second half of the season after Pat Bev got here. And we were like, well, we like that. We don't love that, but we like that. Fact. Can we have somebody that's on the team already do that who's younger? This dude's still 23. NBA age is wild to me. <laughs> you know what's going to, you know what is, it could be this season? Everybody's down on, on Io DeSumo. And I think Io may have a pretty darn good year as a, as a bench wing for this. I season. think the, to me, though, that has to be kind of one of the transitions that you look at, right? If you're going to yeah. trade anybody, and maybe DeMar is a trade piece that De DeMar's going to get you the most, no matter what. DeMar DeRozan yeah, will get you the most true. on the market outside of a Zach Levine, right? Um, but if you're going to trade anything, if you get off to a slow start, I wouldn't be surprised if. Or even if you're off to a, a decent start moving through the season, but you just need another piece to add in there. I wouldn't be surprised if it's an Io DeSumo because there's hope in youth. There's yeah. still hope that he can develop into something more. He's already re-signed to a team-friendly contract. Yeah, like, very team-friendly contract. So you that, know what that I could mean? be very, very uh, entertaining out there on the market if the Bulls were to make Io DeSumo available. But uh got to stop this segment. Next up, we're going to be talking about P-Will and the rumor that he could want what for his next? We'll, we'll talk about it. Me and Pat to talk about because I think we're both going to be taking a little bit of back by that. But before we get into that, got to talk to you about one of our sponsors, and that is Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Uh, 
the game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour before the event starts. It's the place to find last minute deals. Find the exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick this, the selection and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. You find the tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on nba that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n nba for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right before we hop into the next segment i'm also going to remind you guys that the locked on Ultimate NBA season preview is here. A six-episode series with all 30 of your Locked On team uh, shows. From contenders to tankers, we go in-depth into the biggest storylines heading into the season. It's all six episodes on Locked On NBA, on YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Pat. Patrick Williams, man. Zach Lowe had a tweet out that apparently may have been taken with some miscontext. So uh, he had mentioned that the, he's hearing that Patrick Williams wants 20, uh, well, a number that starts with two, and it isn't 20 million. Now, some other sites and stuff took that to mean 200 million. I think Zach Lowe kind of now has come out and said that it just means above 20 million. But either way, is that too much to pay for Patrick Williams, whether it is the 200 million or whether it is above 20 million, which before is what we heard around the the what he was expected to get was 20 million at five years for a $100 million contract. What do you think about that, Pat? If it's twenty five for a hundred for five years, it's one hundred twenty five million. It's still nothing. It sounds crazy, and this is why I said NBA fans have to prepare their brains for percentages. We have to do math, which means I'm I've got my calculator app open often. Um, but twenty five million dollars on your cap is not a lot. Like I, 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 I now, Patrick Williams has to play to that level. What are you expecting for $25 million a year, right? I'm expecting mm. one of the better 3 and D role players in the NBA for $25 million a year. I would like to see him be, you know, a little bit more consistent. I like how he's shooting the basketball in the last couple of games. Give me that the entire time. I understand, right? Like, uh, I saw some people trying to go at P. Wells saying, oh, he only went one for four in the first half. I was like, well, he shot more in the second half. Guess what? Now I want him to shoot the basketball more. In the second half of basketball game. So I you but you want knock down the shots. Like let's get to that point as well. But um there are things that P Will has to do to make that money. And I think that there are things that P Will uh seems like he's on a path to do this season. But twenty-five million dollars is a middle of the pack role player in the modern NBA. Yes, it's crazy money. Yes, it's more money than most of the people on the championship bulls ever saw. I understand that. That's okay. It's 2023. We haven't been in the finals in 24 years. <laughs> so 20%, I mean, $20 million is 12% of the, of the cap. So you get that to 25. That's about 18% of your cap. Um, yeah, that's not, that's not a huge hell of a lot. Right. So, um, and the cap keeps and rising. You got Kobe at 10 already, and he's just starting point guard. That's true as well. So, but I, I, I so for the nature of the conversation though, What's to say that, do you think that Kobe White has shown more up until the point where he needed his extension than people has shown theoretically up until, keep in mind, the deadline is also today. They're not reaching the contract extension today. No. I just want to put that out there. It's not happening. Um, that would be wild. That would be wild. <laughs> as soon as we post this, uh, Patrick Williams has agreed to a $200 million Son contract. Of with a- <laughs> 
But I just I look at it and say this, like from what I've seen, learned about Patrick Williams, to me, he doesn't seem like a kid that I would expect to even be be trying to get that that amount of yep. money as far as like 200 million. So initially when I heard that, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. And then I also did some research. Patrick Williams technically qualified for that amount of, of a increase would have had to make either an all-star game, two all-NBA teams, or all-defensive team. He, can't even he hasn't done. Yeah. He's done any of that. He's not getting <laughs> million regardless. Yeah. So it comes so down it, to... It, it, that's, that's what told me he's probably looking at something more than $20 million. Yeah, and I mean... Listen, and in the same article, they mentioned how Devin Vassell and, and the money that Devin Vassell got, which I believe was five years, $165 million off the top of my head. Yeah. Somebody fact-check me on that. I don't know if that's 100% sure. I don't know the ins and outs of the San Antonio Spurs cap space. Uh, but, uh, listen, at the end of the day, like you said, we, we have to, I think, start training our minds to look at the number differently. Um, and you got $135 and, million and an additional $11 million in incentives. There you go. And, and that's you, another thing. Man. I would not be mad if they make Patrick Williams' next contract heavily incentive la uh, laid out, bro. Like, like because your role should be increasing. Your your what you're standing is should be increasing over this team. So let's let's if they if they sign him for let's say a base of 20, 22 million dollars, but there are incentives that can push it upwards of 25, 26. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. If you hit the incentives, you earn that. Now, here's the thing, right? And if we're using that as a barometer, now Devin Vassell last season only played 38 games, dealt with injury, mm -hmm. all of that, right? In those 38 games, though, when I told the Bulls to go draft this dude, I swear I did. Go you check did? the videos you, I, on my I channel. Can, I can, oh I can verify God, that. I can I vouch. I can 100% vouch oh for Pat. Because a lot of people will say in hindsight, oh, they should have never... I can vouch for Pat. He's always been on the. On the I wanted Devin to say I didn't even know that Patrick was Williams. The, was do you remember that was one of the first conversations me and you ever had? It was before we even really knew each other. We were like, <laughs> "Hey, they should have drafted Devin Vassell over Patrick Williams." We didn't even know that. Hey, so, yeah, I didn't even know Patrick. I watched a full highlight tape of Devin Vassell. At no point did I realize Patrick Williams was on that team until I broke down his tape like a day before drafting him. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure in there I was like, mm, I don't know about him, maybe. But uh, no, Devin Vassell last season in that time, 18 points per game on 38% from the three-point line, three rebounds, three assists, one steal, uh, and uh, on, on 38 minutes of play. For that, that got him, when this contract starts at 24-25, $29 million front load here, uh, mm -hmm. and then 27 27 24 27. Oh, I love that that deal is front loaded as well. I, front it's loaded crazy deals. Front loaded. It's a little bit. But. Yeah, but it but it, it really helps the team in the long term uh, as well. Like, and the thing with Devin Vassell that you've seen as well. Look at his shots, and this is why having a coach that is invested in progressing a player and adding more, it, it, it helps you make that determination on what your that player is going to be. Four point nine shots per game is is his rookie year. Ten point eight. His, his uh, sophomore year. Last year, even though he only played 38 games, 15.7 shots per game. Now, that helps at all, that DeMar DeRozan also left that team and also DeJounte Murray left that team. But yeah. that just goes to show why they felt comfortable making those moves because a, a, a coach like Pop is going to add more to your plate one way or another if he believes in you. And so well, Devin Vassell's thrived in that. And here's the part that, that I want people to understand about this too, right? I said 29, 27, 27, 24, 27. Here's what he takes up on the cap, and this is why we have to change our brains with how things work. 20% this next year, 17, 15, 13, 12. The cap's going up. By the time his contract's done, it's projected to be at 135 mil. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it'll be and it, it's funny, he'll be at that point, he'll be taking up like eleven percent of your cap as probably one of your better players on he's the team. He's taking up he's taking up twelve point nine percent of your cap. Yeah. And he's probably gonna be one of your better players on the team. And you're gonna have to renegotiate and all of that. Like that's why I'm saying Patrick Williams going out there and getting 24, 25 million. If he's somewhere in that right now, if he's he shouldn't be making what Devin's make. Unless yeah, he, he shows me some issue, you gotta have him at all. He would have Patrick Williams would have to be a borderline all star this year for him to all of a sudden earn because Devin Vassell has shown progression over time. Yeah, he had the injury concern, but and that that's where it's like I, I hear P. Will saying all the right things. He has to show it. He wants the coaching staff to say on him all that, and I respect all that being said by a player. I respect it, but at the end of the day, P. Will, if this is truly where P. Will's heads at. Him and his agent. You got to come out and you got to show some things this year. The the 10 points per game, even though I'm not a guy where it's like it all comes down to the points per game for Pat, but you got you to rebound the ball more. Your defense has to be something yep. that is so good that you make an all-defensive team. I like those are some of the things that you need that we need to see from P. Will uh, before, and I think that the front office is probably in line with that. That is why P. Will is not getting a contract extension this the, today by the deadline because I think that they really want to say, all right, go out and show us. Because at the end of the day, the Bulls don't lose any power. We can match anything you, you get out there in free agency. And if yeah. you if you show out this season, we're not even going to let you get to the point because we're going to offer you the most that you can get. But you've got to show and prove. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. It's it's about what you show me this season. And the Bulls have been willing to gamble on these players, right? And yeah. gamble with Kobe White. Kobe White improved. Kobe White got paid. Kobe White didn't get paid crazy money. He got paid. Yeah. Right? Like, you have to improve. You have to show consistency. I understand that, you know, maybe it's not your fault that you were taken with the fourth pick in the draft. But guess what? You were taken with the fourth pick in the draft, and there's a lot of people that look better than you that were taken behind you. You have to at least get to a point where we can look at you and go, I'm willing to keep you on my team. I know that maybe we missed on some other pieces, but you're a valuable piece of this team. You have to make yourself a valuable piece of this team. I'm going to be honest with you. 10-4-1 on sometimes defense. Um that that's more I think P was more consistent defensively than you do, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But to me, it's not even just about being if you're gonna score 10 points per game, I'm fine with. But the rebounding, the blocks, the steals, and the defense has to be it can, it needs to be so good that me and Pat can't have the conversation and say we see something different defensively. We need to be able to come here and be like, hey, P Will is that dude defensively, right? <laughs> Put P Will on him. That's what it needs to be. Yeah. Put yeah, P Will on him. We need to be, uh, it need to be so many games. We're like, well, why didn't they switch P. Will on him this game? That's what it needs to be this season. Now, I will say this. Me and you have both come out about his lateral uh, uh, movement. Looking a little quicker. Bro. Looking a little I, quicker. He dropped. Switching on the guards and stuff like that. Looking a little quicker. And one thing with P. Will, we haven't seen a lot of switchability with P. Will. Yes, on threes and fours. But yeah, if yeah. P. Will is added to the lateral quickness to where he can guard some twos for one or for a couple of stretches. Yeah. All right. That's the step that we need to take. Like I said, it's not just about the offense for P. Will for me. But if you're going to if you're not going to be scoring the points, if you're going to be passing up shots, everything else in your game needs to be rock solid. Yeah. That's it. Right there with you, man. Let's see what he ends up getting paid, but let's get into this final topic. Oh, y'all know I'm for the fume about this one because uh, small ball is the conversation. It's such a genius concept. But before we do that, uh, we got to tell you guys about FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. I had a guy sitting next to me at the game yesterday who was uh, throwing money around like. Uh, 
like feathers, dog. I'm talking about. He was he he has some some pocket change, and he had a couple of bonus bets put in over on FanDuel. Had one that allowed him to win up to twenty five grand if DJ Moore just caught that one pesky touchdown. That was. That's that was crazy. tough. That was tough to watch. He had a heck of a parlay going. Uh, but the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to kick off the NBA season. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. I can say this because it's literally my best friend. If he sees it and he gets mad, it, it is whatever. I'll throw something at him. Uh, he has no children. Almost 40 years old. No children. And he literally, in two bets, put away his whole future child's college tuition on two bets that he plays. And I'm like, you lucky SOB, bro. Like, that's crazy to me. That's wild, bro. Wait, so he has no kids, but just in case he has one, he has a college well, he's tuition. He's on having kids, but yeah, he's already, he, he, he won like, it was like, I think in two bets over the course of a week, he won like $46,000. He was like, yeah, I just put it away for the college tuition. Oh, that's that's the first year. He better hope this kid is smart. <laughs> College hitting different nowadays, dog. Hey, you signing up for um, to get money for college, bro. You signing your life away right now. Oh, bro. Like, listen, uh, listen, I'm so glad. No college loans. Uh, thank God on that one, bro, because I... Anyway, uh, moving on from that, let's get into the last topic for today. Billy Donovan has made comments on small ball. We actually saw a small ball lineup uh, in the last game of the preseason in which it had Alice Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, I know P. Will, Torrey Craig. I can't remember who the fourth, fifth person out there, but Torrey Craig was technically the center. Billy Donovan AC, is talking. Huh? Was it AC? I thought I mentioned AC. If I didn't, okay, it was AC. Uh, but... Uh, we he mentioned how whether it's P. Will or Tory Craig being at the center, that it's about finding the right times to use a small ball lineup and finding the right combinations against the right team. Now I do like the be- that Billy Donovan isn't talking about using it every game or whatever, but is this team better suited? Is the question I'm presenting to you, Pat, to play some small ball lineups because now in going small ball, we actually are adding shooting. Pre- previously, we were, start- we were starting six, three players at, at the power forward and really weren't gaining anything in shooting-wise. But when you look at the t- makeup of the team now, tons of defensive talent, can get out in transition, can maybe spread the ball out there. I don't want to see it used every single game, but do you think there's a small ball lineup or a situation in which the Bulls are better equipped to play small ball this season? That depends on how aggressive Patrick Williams is. Mm, I know what point. Alex Caruso is. Yeah. He's, listen, sometimes he's going to be hot from the three-point line. Sometimes he's going to miss the entire rim. We've seen both. Um, I, I know what Javon Carter is. You know what I mean? He's he's a guy. He looks like a pretty good catch-and-shoot player. Uh, seems like he's going to be able to attack a lot. He, he's going to offer you some offense there. The problem with our small ball lineups never was uh, being able to go out there and de- defend other small ball lineups. The problem with our small ball lineup was we would be in a small ball lineup, but we wouldn't be able to score and rebound on the other end. You know, we'd, we'd get stops on the first sh- uh, 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 shot down the floor, but we wouldn't be able to get the ball back. Then all of a sudden, they're getting two, three, four shot attempts at the basket. Mm-hmm. It's the NBA. They're going to knock down one of them. So for me, it's all about how aggressive Patrick Williams is going to be because more than likely, it's going to be him and or Torrey Craig, possibly out there at the same time, if we're being 100% honest, which would be interesting to see as well uh, with that four and five combo. Um, but even if it's just one of the two out there, you have to have somebody that's going to be able to rebound the ball, take it off of the rim, and take off and get I to got the other side. For you on that one, I think the key, and it may not be this season, but the key to making a small ball lineup work for the Chicago Bulls this, uh, whenever, 
I think Julian Phillips may be the key to unlocking a small ball lineup when you look at everything that he has the potential to be. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be ready yeah. for that in his rookie year, but you look at somebody, rebounds, dog mentality, block shots, can defend, and can stretch the floor a little bit. Yeah. That is a player that could unlock what a small ball lineup is supposed to be at some point. We don't know if it'll be, you never know if Billy Donovan's going to play a rookie or not, but hey. Yeah, yeah, he is 50 50 on that. It's like, P. Yeah. Will plays. I have to sumo. Get on the bench. Oh, everybody's dead. Now you can play. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, no, nah, yeah, Julian Phillips to me is, but he, here's the thing with Julian Phillips, right? Now, I would play him as a young player because the aggressiveness. Now, first off, yeah. you already know this too, right? Like wingspan, you got Julian Phillips, Tory Craig, and Patrick Williams on the floor. You're, you're forming three fifths of a Captain Carney lineup there. I mean, you we throw are, in Io DeSumo and AC hey, out there, you may the have fingertips it. are touching. I said fingertips. Calm <laughs> down, guys. But uh, yeah, the, I mean, listen, you, you already know what what uh, you, well, you got to throw AC out there. I mean, AC don't have the wingspan, but uh, which I, I ain't gonna lie, have a nice wingspan. Does he? Does AC? I, I thought AC kind of got like a regular, regular wingspan. He's just very aggressive defender. You are uh, absolutely right. He has it. Why? I, yeah, you're right. He's just aggressive. He's yeah, six four yeah. with a six five wingspan. That's not a captain card. Yeah, he wingspan. got he got short arms. I ain't gonna yeah. lie to you. Like he got a little he got a little Kobe White going on. He got a little. <laughs> Somebody side note. Uh, it's a complete side note. But I heard a story on TikTok today about Alex Caruso in high school. And Muggs was talking about. Bro, I got, heard the same thing. Bro, did you? Where he yeah, was like, he was said crazy. he came in with the bowl cut. And he yeah. was like, who is this dude? And he said he came in the first play, pulled from half court and cashed the three. He said he took the tip off. They passed the ball back to him after he won the tip. And then. He did like a LeBron from the free throw line, arm windmill. Dunk. Didn't the dude quit high school basketball? <laughs> no, he said. He said it made me realize. He said I, I knew I, I knew I probably wasn't good enough to go to the league, but I had dreams. I thought I could be a D one player. He said I saw Alex Caruso and knew take that D two scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just love that. It's just like, but that is that is the perfect explanation of realizing you ain't that guy. Yep. Because I had that same thing. I'm watching uh, uh, Jeremy Richmond at Waukegan. I watched that boy play one time, and I said, I don't care if I do grow. You ain't got that. I don't know what <laughs> that is there. You ain't got that. But, uh, no, I think uh, I think realistically, uh, for me with small ball, the, the only issue I have with the small ball is is when Billy Donovan overutilizes it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and some of it was due fear. to the roster last season as well. We have a lot more side, traditional yep. size on the roster now this season. So I guess we'll see. But I, I think it is telling that he he did say finding the right times to use it. That, yeah. that yeah, let's hope that that's the case. You know, we say that, and then uh, the first minutes. game, first game, we see we see Alex Caruso at the four. We're like, what are we doing? First game, you got a guard, Chet. Yeah. It's about to be a long night, bro. About to be a long night. We're going to see on that one. <laughs> I don't know about that one, though. That's crazy. I just bro. thought about that. I'm like, hey, that team actually is really good. And I like how Chet been playing, too. Bro, yeah, Chet. Hey, I like how Chet's been playing as well. But, like, that's just – now with Chet being there and being what he – seemingly he's going to be everything he was cracked up to be. Yeah. Um, and now you, that you're able to actually play Lou Dort as well at three. That's a tough t – that lineup is about to be a tough team i would say probably the weakest thing in that starting lineup as far as defensively is what josh giddy you would say and giddy isn't a slouch defensively he's just you can get physical with giddy yeah and kobe white can go at giddy 
Kobe yeah, can but, go at Giddy. I think they've had a little back and forth one time, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, listen, the the only thing that leaves me, and we'll do a full breakdown of the game. The only thing that leaves me feeling good going into this OKC game is, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Zach Levine cooks OKC almost every time he plays I think, OKC. I think Zach against Shea has a pretty good record as well. So, well, I mean, they were terrible. I would hope. Well, I guess we were terrible too. So that that is uh, <laughs> there is that por- portion of it. Uh, let's see. Wow. Zach Levine stats versus OKC. 22.4 points per game, four rebounds and four assists in 18 games in his career over the Thunder. Right. But with the Bulls. Oh, with the Bulls specifically. 25, so 39, 41, 35, 40, Jesus. 23, 27, he's average, Just rough math off the top of my head. He's averaging like 27 points per game against the Thunder since he became a member of the Chicago Bulls. Yep. Yep. So uh, there's that. Uh, but, yeah, no, I I, I usually feel good uh, about Zach Levine going up against the Thunder. So I feel a little bit okay. I feel okay going into this game. We'll see what it ends up being, man. But, hey, we'll follow see. us on everything at Locked on Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Absolutely. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to another episode of Locked on Bulls. Make sure you guys are checking us out on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. If you're a YouTube viewer, go over to the Apple Podcasts or Spotify uh, places and leave us a review and or rating. If you are on the podcast side, just go over to YouTube, hit the subscribe button, help the channel grow some, even if you only listen to us on the podcast side. But for Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Bulls. We out of here. Peace, y'all. Peace. So your math was a little bit off. He averages 31, 5, and 5. That's a lot of bit That's not a little bit. <laughs> on 50% shooting from the field and 36% shooting from three. <laughs>